Welcome to the Content Podcast, Conversations with Silicon Valley's Creatives. I'm Daniel Garcia, your host and the cultivator of Content Magazine, published by SV Creates. Hello. Today we talk with Eric Bowie. He's a multimedia artist here in San Jose. Hey, Eric. How you doing? This is Daniel. Hey, Daniel. How's it going, man? I am doing well. Great to talk to you. Um, I'm excited because we have actually, I don't believe we've ever met in person, right? Uh, no, this is our first yeah. time communicating uh, through yeah. through non-text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nice. I do like yeah, we are living in an age where there's multiple ways to kind of like be introduced to people and get to know them. So, uh, but thank you for taking the time here. And um, now, uh, so now I saw kind of like in your bio and stuff like that, you said you're here in San Jose, but you came through LA. How did, how did you get up to San Jose then? Yeah. So I moved up here, I think back in 2014. Um, and I was at a time in my life where I was kind of uh, lost, um, terms of my professional career Uh, not my art career but Mm -hmm. my professional career um and i was kind of looking for opportunities and wanted kind of a change so i was looking all over the place looking for like places in uh um you know like new york la san diego and then i thought well i was working in tech and you know why not apply to you know the tech capital of the world and there was an opportunity (laughs) that uh that arose was like like a life-changing opportunity in terms of like like standard of living and being able to to, to support myself and self-worth and I, I jumped on it I took the chance and yeah. I moved up here yeah. yeah cool and now are you still kind of working in tech as well as doing your art is that the kind of like main gig yeah the 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 tech at the moment pays the bills <laughs> um, yeah and it's it's cool it's nice uh, at the same time I, I, like I'm trying to develop more as an artist and you know like I'm sure with with a lot of artists, like their dream is to self-sustain with the art alone. Um, yeah. But you know, in the meantime, you know, like this uh, working in, in in tech as a QA engineer has kind of allowed me to 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 pursue the hobbies uh, uh, with a little less stress, um, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been it's been cool. Yeah, make a living at being an artist doesn't necessarily just happen overnight, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, there's so much that goes into it that that like. I'm learning now like we're like you're building a brand in terms of like the business aspect of it is so foreign to me you know i'm like before i was just like oh i'm just gonna yeah. make art because i like making art but now it's like oh you have to think about like llcs and trademarks and i'm like oh my god this is wild yeah right and even yeah like usage rights and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. right there's a lot of yeah so then how did you get started art were you always kind of like a an artist as a kid or how did that kind of come about yeah, I, I've been drawing for uh, for as long as I could remember. I think I I was drawing before I even started going to school. Um, you know, like copying cartoons that that, that I really liked. Was like growing up reading like comics and seeing you know stuff on TV and kind of wanting to like imitate the style and and and, and, and yeah. draw it and draw my favorite characters. And as as I went through school, I be like just like amongst like friends in like a normal school like they would just know me as the creative type and the artist type. Yeah. Um, but then unfortunately, like, you know, with a lot of school, you get shoehorned into not, not pursuing your yeah. creative talents. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I've been like kind of just doodling, uh, doodling, drawing, making art here and there, uh, never really pursuing it um, as much as I yeah. have in recent years. Yeah. What was some of the earlier kind of inspirations, uh, either comics or characters that kind of 
kind of inspired you and kind of got you going oh man I, I watched so many cartoons growing up and, and uh, animated shows like i was a huge simpsons fan i watched a lot of south park pokemon um all the mm-hmm. 90s cartoons like hey arnold uh recess um you know yeah. big into to, to stuff like that and dragon you know, drag it's funny enough i was really into dragon ball style but i never actually really watched the show because it would just take forever to do anything and i would like lose interest <laughs> as a kid um yeah but yeah like a lot of influences from that um you know garfield um I really yeah. like like strip comics because I liked how how you can convey humor in like a short in a short in short form basically. Um, so yeah, so a lot of influences from that. Yeah, and you did kind of. I mean, you do do a little bit of a strip comic style, like you know the little you know right. You've done that kind of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and now is that when you developed some characters? Uh, the, the, the characters I developed were actually kind of just like random doodle art pieces that, that I kind of, I looked at them and I'm like, oh, I go, I enjoy the style. And then as I started developing those characters, started occasionally incorporating them into, into comic pieces. A lot of the comic pieces, um, tend to be one-offs that, that I make. So it's not like a consistent, like web comic mm-hmm. or anything. It's like, I have this idea for maybe like a funny situation or a punchline and it's like, oh, how can I, how can I turn that into like an, an, a comic? Yeah. So that like it seems like your work is kind of progressed. I mean, obviously, of course, starting as a kid, it's probably just more kind of like pencil, ink, and paper. But it seems like you had a period there of kind of like uh, women's faces and hairs with with kind of watercolor, and mm-hmm. then and um, I mean, there's a lot of diverse kind of styles and techniques going on. And now it seems like you're doing a little bit more kind of like is it more digital, kind of like on the iPad or something like that with the stylus or. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I draw a lot with uh, the program Procreate uh, and I use, um, I've been getting, going into digital a lot more recently because uh, of how accessible it is, like how yeah. I can bring it anywhere. Um, you know, the, the use of colors, being able to to undo and like toy around with stuff uh, with uh, more like analog mediums. I, I love it because there's a certain finality to it where, where when you put yeah. something on it's like oh you have to kind of commit <laughs> yeah um, you can't just undo <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and then the, I, I, there, there's like pros and cons to it because like so, like sometimes i go into like perfectionist mode where like i undo everything where like has to be right and then yeah it's trying to find the balance of like being able to 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 okay live with some mistakes but then also have the flexibility to undo like really egregious ones yeah 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 well have you found that i mean like right i know it's it's definitely different like when you're doing it kind of pen and ink and you know with your hand you might even make a line or something like that right that's a little bit longer than you expected but then that actually then inspires you to kind of change and morph but uh yeah how's that process just going you know doing from you know i guess you called analog to digital what's How's your thought process? Does it change you as you're creating or what do you think? I think it does. So like when, when I, when I still like uh, to this day, when I sketch on pen, uh, pen and paper or like ink, I, I, I feel a little more freedom in terms of, of, of what I put onto the, the, the canvas. So like when, as I'm sketching, like I know that, that there's going to be mistakes made. I know that it's going to be a little, look a little janky. I know it's going to not be perfect. Because yeah. um, I used to go through this phase where I would erase everything. When you erase constantly, uh, you like the paper starts getting all dirty. You starts you start seeing yeah. like the the remnants of your of your errors. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so I've been a little more like uh, cognizant about you know just living with 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 mistakes, and I think that allows a certain level of freedom when I when I uh, when I draw on like 
on paper uh, versus with the digital, you know, it's like I tend to focus a lot on like the, the, the cleanliness of it, like, yeah. oh, getting it right because I can get it right because I can undo. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of interesting balance then. So, um, yeah, so now some of the stuff that you've kind of, you know, got a little bit of press in the last few days, few weeks, few months, um, because the city of San Jose was doing the show at the airport with the airport mm-hmm. um, holding the moment, right? And yeah. then you had a piece in it called Americana, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have, and that you actually have another piece in the show too, correct? I think it's. Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. It's uh, like a, uh, the second one's called We Got This. We Got This, yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, let's talk about the process. How did you hear about that kind of like a, a call for submissions and what was the process like? And then we'll work into more of kind of like, quote unquote, controversy around Americana. <laughs> sure. So um, I uh, I heard about it first through Local Color at San Jose. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like a really great organization. And I'm on their mailing list and they occasionally send out like, uh, you know, um, opportunities to to do artists and this was one of them and i was like cool let me this sounds like something that that i can participate in because like you know sometimes i'll go i'll get um opportunities for like murals and stuff like that and like oh i would love to do a mural but i have no idea how to start i've never done one before but this one seemed like oh it's very very you know achievable yeah um so i already had some art that that i wanted to submit that i had made at that point when by the time that referral came out and Mm -hmm. i was like okay well this you know centers around a lot of what's been going on captures you know how i feel at the moment things i've participated in the the state of the world and i submitted like three um and you know i was very blessed to have two of them selected yeah um and uh the process of submitting them like it was funny because i kind of procrastinated as as, (laughs) as i do and i sent it in like the the, I'd rather want to say like two, three, four days before and yeah. wrote up wrote up like a little snippet on it. And I was like, man, there's no way they're taking this. And I just <laughs> kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Um, and then I heard about it. Uh, I got the reply from 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 Mary Rubin, I believe, um, saying that I got accepted. And I was just like over the moon. Because, you know, this yeah. I did, never had an opportunity like this. And I thought it was really cool to be able to uh, participate in, in such a, you know, I, I think like a very powerful exhibit given the, yeah. the stress that, that everybody went through. Yeah, yeah. So have you done other shows before? Have you been in other galleries or exhibits, see coffee shop or anything like that? Or is this kind of like the first kind of public showing? Uh, this is the first like public like exhibition. I, I have one public artwork uh, over in Redwood City that I, I did one of those utility boxes. So oh, yeah. I have a utility right. box in downtown um, that I painted. I did that with my significant other, Pauline, um, who's also an artist, by the way. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have, uh, that was probably the only other public art. That was the first public art I, I ever did that utility yeah. box. And then this, uh, this holding the moment exhibit was the second of the kind, but the first that was like a actual gallery or exhibition. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So then, okay. So now let's talk about the, the piece. So, and also too, it was, a, it was submitted and then there was a council or there was a, some, I don't want to call them judges selection group, right. And they pick the pieces mm-hmm. that were going to be used and it's a rotating series. Um, that was good going. And then you had a piece Americana, which is, uh, we'll definitely show it, you know, in like the show notes and stuff like that. But so mm-hmm. it's a person on a car holding a flag, a tattered flag upside down. It's on a police car. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, the flag is upside down. It's kind of tattered in there, and the, and very representative, I think, of this last summer, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what 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 was some of the 
concerns that came up with the piece, which I think it's it's great. I mean, I feel I feel like it represents what happened this summer is like holding the moment. <laughs> I think it fits, which is probably why it was selected. But um, so talk a little bit about what the controversy was and then a little bit about your intentions and thoughts in why you created the piece. Okay. So uh, the the Americana piece had been up for about a month already uh, at mm-hmm. that point. It was nearing its final days of before getting rotated out. Um, yeah. And I think there was like maybe three days left. And I think one of the, during during that, that last couple of days, there was a complaint lodged by, uh, I don't know if it was, who was the first to complain about it, but there was a, uh, a kind of combination. Um, I think there was a uh, report from a police officer that was working at the airport that um, um, felt that it was uh, kind of like uh, directing violence towards towards police or like su- su- suggesting that violence oh. be be done towards police. And then there was another outcry, I think on Twitter um, from some dude that, um, <laughs> that was you know like really up in arms about it like saying that oh the the, the blood the, the blood splatters on the windows represents the death of our fathers and sons and, and it was mm. really i was like whoa that's kind of crazy the way i found out about it was i woke up one morning after having a really like high like 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 positive yeah moment that the, the night before from like something unrelated i was like i had a really cool experience that, that i got to do and then i woke up the next morning and then i got uh uh, an, an Instagram message from um, someone that worked at uh, the uh, Spotlight, mm-hmm. and she yeah. was like, "Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you some questions about the controversy about your artwork." I'm like, "Wait a minute, what controversy?" <laughs> yeah. And then, what like as when I as I'm waking up, like I'm trying to like figure out and like play out the scenarios. I'm like, "What's going on?" And then yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, is this is this is this something like like you know when dealing with media you, you never know you right. never know if people, like intentions yeah. stuff like that so I was like I'm, let me sit on this for a little bit and then about ten minutes after that uh, I got a, a, a message from uh, I think Damon Trujillo from NBC Bay Area mm-hmm. and I was like okay now there's two two news publications yeah there. something's definitely going on yeah um, yeah so then I got I responded to them and, and, and gave them some like uh, some interviews and quick like just exchanges of information and yeah um from there just this whirlwind happened of of of, you know like talking with the city i got contacted by 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 mary directly Mm -hmm. um finding out through through uh nbc bay area after our our, like on on tv interview that they had taken it down yeah um and then you know the the whole discourse coming from that right um, and kind of trying to like navigate that in terms of like like the messaging I wanted to to, to do and and my intent yeah. behind the art piece. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was what was kind of like the intention of the art? But what were you what were you kind of saying and thinking? Or what, I mean, was it really even that thought out, or it was just kind of like a reaction? It was a, it was a little bit of both. It, it it was funny because when they had pointed out the fact that it looked like blood splatters, that was mm-hmm. not my intent. But mm-hmm. as I was making it, I was like, okay. During the process. At one point, it did look kind of blood splattery. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, mm-hmm. I would say, just because um, of the red background, right? And yeah, I made sure. very in, intentional, like, sure, brush strokes onto the the artwork to like, okay, let's make it more jagged, so it looks like broken windows. Let's add more cracks. Let's make it look, yeah, not like blood. Um, yeah, and it, I guess I didn't do a good enough job of that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the the art piece itself was uh, kind of a reflection of. of you know, my feeling at the time and what I feel was a lot of feeling 
other yeah. people around the world at the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went I went out to to to, to the city hall to to protest you know Mm -hmm. i was there to 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 kind of see a lot of like emotions and 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 anger and you know also positivity that came from it yeah and i wanted to convey that in a piece and it was funny because the we got this piece was i think of it as like a pairing piece to 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 the first one Mm -hmm. um that we got this one is so much more positive in in the sense of like like oh it's just you can't draw anything negative from it um (laughs) and the first one was like you know it's it, it captures emotion it's anger yeah. I mean, the red yeah. represents that you know like yeah being on top of this car represents that you know the upside down flag represents that it's like a very real moment and yeah. a very real snapshot of the craziness and the anger and all the issues of the yeah. social issues that stem from you know like the police brutality that that we saw on yeah. camera for yeah eight minutes and 48 seconds it was was nuts and i wanted to capture that yeah yeah well i mean i think it's i mean as far as you know you know the role of art and culture right is in especially for something to capturing the moment um you know i think that piece has a lot of elements you know it's funny because when i saw it i was like oh i really like this and then i never even thought like the the red on the on the windows or the broken windows that you see through the background is kind of how I saw it. I, you know, it's interesting just how somebody can interpret um, a piece, but in some ways you, it's good to have multiple, multiple interpretations of something. And um, so, so yeah, it's, that's kind of interesting. So, I mean, so then you woke up in the morning, you got hit with that. Now, how does that make you feel then about, you know, being an artist? Are you, does, is that causing you hesitancy even now to kind of like express things or find your voice or what's kind of been that toll on you? you, you it's, it's interesting because that was a lot of the feeling that I had as I'm processing it immediately in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. oh, am I doing this for the right things? Am I, mm. am I making enemies of the, of the wrong people? Like, like stuff like that, you know, like yeah. as I'm, like oh i'm thinking about safety of myself family how this the repercussions of, of what i'm doing yeah and um as as the, the the news broke out and as i as i addressed on instagram and the outpouring support from from everybody i mean like everybody like yeah like fan friends family other local artists organizations the city yeah where it was like overwhelmingly supportive yeah. you know like i think the the people that were offended by it i the the way i approached it was that that i their their opinion and their view of it is just as valid as mine because i don't know them as a person and i don't know the circumstances in their life that led up to them reacting this way to this piece totally um and i want to know you know i want to know i want to understand them as a human because i think that's one thing that that's missing is that for a, a while now like our country has been just about, you know, the division, like you're one side or the other, but you know, like when you talk to someone, you realize that you guys might have a lot of more in common than, than you initially thought. And it's hard to, 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 to have that conversation now. So when I, when, when I see the, the reactions that, that people uh, have had to this, like in terms of the support, like it really did the opposite of of what I initially feared. It Hmm. galvanized me. It really made me like, Hey, this is something that 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 it's like you shouldn't have fear when you're making art with good intent. Yeah, you know, if you're making art 
because it's representative of real emotions and those real emotions are not outright like derogatory or like inflammatory um you can feel a sense of ease that you know you're you're doing the right way. And if you approach it in, in, in that, in that way as well to, to, to the uh, people who criticize it or, or feel offended by it, like, you know, like, Hey, I know you're offended by it. It's your right to be offended by it. Let me understand why. And, yeah. and hopefully we can find some common ground and we can talk about our lives where, you know, I learn a little bit about you and, and, and just get a perspective on life that I myself don't have. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good way to approach it. I mean, and there are artists out there specifically doing work, right, that is meant to shake the status quo. But I guess what you're saying is that that's not necessarily your intention or voice. It's not to be a contrarian. It's not to be, I mean, would you even call yourself? I mean, I don't think this piece is this, so it doesn't represent it, but, you know, like a advocate artist or a protest artist or anything like that, would you say that's, that's the voice you're looking to develop? I, I think with in terms of voice, I, I do want to display in my art things that are important to me. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things in my life that are important to me and a lot of things that interest me, a lot of influence that go into my artwork. Like I, I feel like I don't want to be confined to a singular type of, of, of artist. Um, and it, it's and in terms of like protest art, like I, I enjoy making it, you know, I enjoy creating art as an extension of my emotional state at any given time. Yeah. And in this particular moment in time, I was really you know, upset, and really angry. And then, you know, as I've, and I, and I use that anger to, to not only create art, but also to like educate myself more on, on the topics, you know, to, yeah. cause I'll, I'll be honest, like before I, a, a lot of this, like I was just kind of like, you know, I, I aware of, of the things were going on, but not really knowing any. Yeah anything much because i just haven't researched it and with everything that went on last summer like i really try to take the time to understand you know like all the problems with our country um all the things that could be done better all the problems with the systems and 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 just learning yeah and how to be a better person based off all these things and being more compassionate towards people that are you know suffering Yeah. Um, yeah yeah that's cool so you said um you know, there's a lot of things that are important to you. What's what's some of the things that you are kind of like your top <laughs> top five of important things to you? Uh, in and out number one. No, I'm just, just <laughs> Fast food. <laughs> Take DoorDash <laughs> and COVID. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would like above all, family, uh, family and friends. Um, you know, being able to have a strong support system, I think, is a very important thing for anybody to have. You know, like when you, especially when you go through trying times, a yeah. very strong support system is is key. Like no one can do this on their own, despite you know a lot of people trying. Because yeah. you, know, yeah. you don't want to burden people with other with your problems, and you know, they, I think having a good support system uh, will help that. Um, you know, and I think like just kind of navigating through life as a good person. Um, I, I try my best to to have every interaction i have with people to to have them like walk away on a positive note um mm-hmm. and i some of that stemmed from like in the past when i just have like been really get really anxious when when i deal with people in terms of like oh like oh what, what do they think of me will they like me will they not like me sure. and then like trying to like oh, okay let me just 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 be as as nice as possible and then slowly thinking like 
coming out of that mindset and being more like, Hey, just, just treat people how you want to be treated and yeah. treat people, um, you know, with positivity and kindness and, and, you know, you never know how, if that interaction may make their day better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why not? It can't hurt. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think those are the really, the really important things to me. And yeah. Do you I'm have just, a, a, like a, a family and a support system here. I mean, if you, cause you grew up in LA, right? Is that the, mm-hmm. the so then you left your family <laughs> to come up here. Um, have you found a support system here or they're very good at zoom calls? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, a, little, a little bit of both. So, so when I, I left my family in LA, this was kind of before I kind of developed emotionally as, as, as a person, sure. I kind of just kind of chased it without thinking about the repercussions of, of what it meant to my family, you know? Yeah. And, you know, now that I, I'm older, I look back at it. I'm like, oh, I wish I had. I'm still glad I took the opportunity. I just wish I had gone about it in a way that was more sensitive to the feelings of, of you know, sure. the people I cared about. Yeah. But now, as I got older, like when I first moved up here, I was lucky enough to to have a lot of friends from college and like some high school friends that were already yeah. living up here. Cool. Uh, I do have family members up here too, like up in San Francisco and Palo Alto. Yeah. So, like, I wasn't too far from family and. Yeah. Bay Area, as much as there's this Bay Area LA rivalry, it's very similar, <laughs> you know, demographic wise. I come from like San Gabriel Valley, which is very, very similar to San Jose in terms of like, you know, uh, you know, like a lot of Asians and Mexican uh, or Hispanic communities. Mm-hmm. Um, so it felt very comfortable yeah. uh, coming up here. It felt yeah. nice and just way more trees, which is really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I still, I still, like, I still try to visit my family uh, uh, as often as I can, and, you know, and with my significant other her family is based out of san jose and they've been really su- supportive and welcoming so it's been nice to to have yeah. support systems you know all around california yeah it is it is amazing just to have that kind of like community like you're talking about how it it's so important i mean even with covid like you know a lot of people you know having a lot of difficult times and even mm-hmm. you know i've heard some stories of people that are alone i can't imagine i have me my wife and kids and we get along great and so i don't I'm not having that kind of same experience as some people are having, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, for you, what's, uh, what's, I imagine the long-term goal would be to be able to do artwork 100% of the time, pay the bills, even have enough money to mm-hmm. travel <laughs> yeah. so that, or to go to a different restaurant one time a week other mm-hmm. than in and out. Um, so, um, you know what, yeah, what is like the long-term goal and what are you, what are you kind of thinking then? Um, it's funny because my my up until like maybe a couple months ago like my 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 direction as as an artist had just been oh i just want to make cool art i just want to get dope art into dope people's hands um but not really like pursuing it in terms of a a like seeing a future in it and um from like not a business standpoint but i guess like from a uh yeah, I guess from a business standpoint yeah, and sure. notoriety standpoint, yeah. um, it was more always just been an, an escape and a hobby to to relieve stress of the craziness of the day to day world. Yeah. Um, but recently, like I found this motivation to really just develop as an artist, something that I haven't had before. Something I've I've produced more artwork in the past couple months than I have, I think, at any point in, in time, like yeah. in this in this span. And I want to like ride that momentum and ride that. That determination to kind of you know get to a point like of course you know i i want to be able to express myself i want to able to be able to to make stuff that that other people can see and feel and have a positive reaction yeah. with you know i want to be able to have you know 
like hit certain goals. Like I, I, got, like I mentioned earlier, I still want to be able to make a mural one day. Um, yeah. Kind of foray into maybe like 3D, 3D graphics and motion graphics and, yeah. you know, get art into, you know, hands of people I really respect. Um, you know, like I, I've been recently making a lot of like NBA themed art because yeah. uh, kind of partaking in this uh, kind of subculture yeah. of like d- yeah. digital collectibles. And it's been really validating to see, you know, people uh, like they, they see the artwork and they, 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 they like it enough where they want to buy it and not, and I could, it's funny cause, cause, cause when I, whenever I think about artwork and selling artwork, I, I I want to say, oh, I'm not driven by by the financial aspect of it, right, right. but it does feel good, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, big money it always feels good. Yeah, but uh, but in terms of like the marketing aspect and the business aspect, it just feel kind of dirty. Like, oh, I'm shilling myself. I got right. to like go and like, get my name out there and trying to like, oh, okay, how can I straddle this whole thing and, and and do this whole thing and do it as smart as possible and do it as genuine as possible yeah. and still achieve things that I would normally not have been able to do without a little bit of hustle yeah um, so that's that's hopefully where i see myself you know in the next couple of weeks months um you know one day like want to be able to have my artwork on the wall of, of you know like a like a really cool basketball player um, yeah yeah like you, you know baron davis like the he put, used to play for the warriors and played for the clippers um he was actually like i'm a huge clippers fan and i was like oh. He was a big reason why I became a Clippers fan. And recently I sent him an artwork and he started using it on one of his social media platforms. And cool. I think that just blew my mind. I was like, whoa, this is so crazy. I'm like, yeah. I never got it. Like I'm interacting with with with, with people I looked up to and 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 I want and that that in turn pushes me to want to 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 be better and improve and and and, yeah. and just make cool like just cool stuff every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. I mean it's it's fun cool. just um you know, because you do have a very uh, a capable, diverse style, right? I mean, like the newer stuff that you're kind of doing with the basketball and even some of it with it is doing like motion graphics or pix- moving pixels or, you know, as the person's jumping and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, you have a real kind of great kind of simple kind of sketch. It's really kind of fun to see those that kind of just position. Is there one, you know, just kind of like just line art versus the full on digital stuff. Is there one that you kind of prefer more or you are, uh, you like I, them both? I, I, I do like them both. I like straddling the line and like not committing too much into one, uh, one like type of style. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I, I feel like, like just since art is a reflective, a reflection of who I am, I feel like I'm just like interested in so many different things and every day I'm exposed to, to, to new artists and new techniques and new, you know, just new cool, cool things to look at. Like I want to incorporate a lot of that stuff into to my artwork, and you know, sometimes that might not mesh with a previous style that that I was working on for any given time. Yeah. And I and I like like the, the simple stuff because you know, a lot of my I got a I got my start, you know, just making silly doodles and making yeah. really like you know just comics in here and there, and I feel like that will always be a part of me, and like that's why I, I feel. You know, like in developing a brand and artist, it's a little more difficult for me just because I think when you're when you're stylistically pretty consistent, yeah, uh, it's easier for people to kind of know what's coming and 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 expect like, oh, this person has a distinct style, and, and yeah, when I when I tune into them, this is what I, I'm going to get because I know what I'm going to get. 
Um, whereas for me, it's more just like, oh, I'm kind of like going with the flow. This is this is how I feel at the moment. And and I can see like some people being, you know, interested in one, but not interested in the other. But I, st- I want to stay true t- to myself. I want to be yeah. able to make everything that I want to make. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. And as you explore different, you know, like techniques, it, it only improves you in both areas, right? Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. So now, um, any other kind of exhibitions you've been working on or anything like that? Or uh, what's going on? Where can people see more of your work? Uh, recently, I've been getting into a lot more digital art and like learning about online digital collectibles like NFTs, um, trying to be mindful of, of this space. It's It deals with like cryptocurrency and crypto mm-hmm. art. Um, it's a very strange and like exhilarating world um yeah yeah or do you have are you uh are you into bitcoin do you have bitcoin are you mining for that and everything <laughs> no i'm not mining i'm I, I do have some investments into there uh yeah. you know like you know growing up kind of like really interested in, in, in computers and, and tech and stuff like that it was naturally gravitated towards this type of medium yeah. or this type of space um but yeah i mean i've I, that's something that I've been kind of exploring lately, but also trying to approach it with a, uh, with a cautious, uh, a cautious mind. Cause you know, given the, the carbon footprint of, of cryptocurrency and, and, and Ethereum and Bitcoin and all that stuff, like I want to be mindful of, of, of what I put up in, in that space yeah. um, and, you know, look for ways to kind of put my art that isn't too damaging for the environment. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, in terms of like rec- uh, current things, like I think you you go through phases where where outright with your with your artwork, like trying to promote yourself, yeah, versus like trying to to, to develop. I'm trying to find that balance right now. I think in the past couple of months, it's been very much about building skills and 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 kind of marketing. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the, right now, you know, if you for the artwork, you can check it out on Instagram. Uh, I have a rareable. Uh, where you can see some of the more uh, digital artworks. Yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter, which yeah. for a while was just used to meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your, how do you feel about uh, social media then as an artist? Um, what's kind of like your relationship yeah. with that? It's it's it's, it's like love hate relationship. Like I like I love what it has done and the ability for uh, for you to share. Yeah. Uh, your artwork on a platform and get eyes on it and 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 interact with with the community and people that that just you know like like the stuff that you make and yeah. you interact with people that whose stuff that you that you like and get connected and see just how creative this world is like I think that's that's one of the things social media has allowed us to see how just absolutely beautiful some of these people's minds are yeah yeah um, and that's really inspiring yeah now on the opposite end of it like I guess like the the, the Social media, I guess, is rep- is representative of the best and worst things of yeah. the internet and yeah. human culture. I guess as a whole, but I guess for, from an artist standpoint, uh, one of the difficult parts is, uh, like I mentioned earlier, is like how do how do you promote yourself and get yeah. more eyes on your stuff without feeling like you're shoving yourself down other people's throats? You know, like, yeah. hey, look at me, I'm an artist. Like, like I want to do it organically, and yeah. I have to remind myself that you know some of these people have been building their brand for years. I can't. There's no shortcut. There's yeah. no. There's no way, like, I mean, there are shortcuts where you can buy followers and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that, but then, you know, it's not, it's not real. It's not, it's not real engagement. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, from that standpoint, I, I, I do really enjoy social media because, because, you know, it, the, of the exposure that you get to, to cool things, but at the same time, you know, 
cautionary that of the negative aspects of it that you compare yourself to other people you think about your successes and why you're not as successful as someone else um, why this person has way way many followers and you have been doing this and you just you know you get one like every month or something yeah. like that and <laughs> trying to like have some uh what do you call it a perspective that hey yeah. everyone is on their own path you're on your own path yeah um, that's good you know. Yeah, it's so easy to compare. I always, I'm a big soccer fan, so I always, you know, explain stuff that, you know, everybody thinks that they're going to be messy, right? Mm -hmm. But there's only one messy. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's a thousand millions of other great players, and, you know, most of us are going to be those. We're going to be, mm -hmm. you know, on the team that, but, you know, there's only one of them. So how do we be the best, you know, that we can be? Yeah, uh, Ronaldo and Messi are like things that you should aim for, and you yeah. should be... I think the, the confidence aspect of it is like being okay with not becoming the best, but yeah. striving to be the best anyways. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, that's good. It's good perspective on stuff. Well, I, uh, sorry that you had the weird kind of controversy with the art piece. I think, um, I think it's a great piece and I do like the, um, we got this as well. It's nice. And I really like your work, just the nice. diversity, the diversity of it. And, um, what do you see as things are opening up? Um, what have you taken from kind of like the shelter at place and home that you are going to try to implement or maybe a habit that you learned or you taught yourself that you're going to bring back into the unsheltered world? I think uh, one, one of the things that this has taught me is to, is to be more comfortable and be more intentional when I'm at home, hmm. uh, to be able to... Uh, focus in the more at home and be more comfortable when I am confined to any space, you know, um, being able to know that your worth is not determined by your ability to go out and venture out in the world. Like those are nice. I love to do that, those things, yeah. but yeah. You, know, you can't, you have this ability to, to, to be a positive influence, um, you know, from the, just, from from your home from yeah. like be able to to connect with people understand people's problems and you know with all the the, the zoom calls and and facetiming that you do with people like it's just a reminder that hey those things do bring joy you know when i get a facetime call from my family it brings me joy and you know yeah. that you can do that from from your home and you know don't forget that and don't for don't forget that you know everyone is 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 has their own struggles and they're all dealing with stuff and yeah how can i go through life and make it easier for them yeah cool that's awesome all right man well i do appreciate you uh taking time to uh to talk and i really appreciate your perspective and um talking to you has made my day better so i appreciate it <laughs> No, thank you so much, Daniel. I, I'm really, really honored to be a part of this. I've been a big fan of content for a while. Thanks. Um, my, my girlfriend actually got me the, the subscription and uh, oh, cool. a couple of years back, and I was like, I was flipping through. I was like, hey, this magazine's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I appreciate it. And, yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you taking time, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much, Daniel. Appreciate okay. it, bro. Talk there. Bye. To find out more about Eric and to see his work, go to his Instagram at lolwtferic. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Content Magazine podcast. Follow us on social media at Content Mag. Visit our website to become a member and help us to continue to tell the stories of the local creatives. This episode's music is Tang by Chris Inman, who is featured in issue 13.2. Follow him on Spotify at Chris Inman and on Instagram at Chris.Inman, as well as his record label, Orange Label Records. Okay.